Well, welcome to uh, Something About Farming. This is text hosting today, I guess, if you want to call that. I'm here with uh, Andrew Watson and Welfare Wade. And uh, we're sitting here at Welfare's house and drinking a bunch of beer. Power plant and boots are coming down tonight from Missouri and Oklahoma. They'll get here about 1 a.m. Got the governor coming too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the governor. It's going to get lit and tit tonight, boys. And friends, neighbors, and acquaintances. It's uh, going to be one hell of a bender the next, uh, tonight and tomorrow and the next day. We're going to do a bunch of, we're going to go around and look at everybody's farms in the group chat down here in Texas. Uh, Ghost Rider, we'll just call him Ghost Rider. <clears throat> Hopefully we'll go get to see a bunch of his stuff. It'd be nice to go see, uh, old matador over there too oh god yeah we gotta go we gotta see him he's on goddamn vacation i asked del matador del matador i asked him to come over tonight and he was on a goddamn vacation some people (laughs) just can't uh plan their days around us partying but how often is it that any that we get enough rain for everybody to come get together? We got lucky. We just, yeah, it's, it's definitely swept Central America this evening. <laughs> <Central> <laughs> <America>. <laughs> We've got several guys. They aren't even going to make it. But, I mean, golly, has it been one eventful uh, season of rain here in the last couple of days? That's, that's the only reason I've been able to make it down, honestly. Yeah, monsoon season has kind of set in for the week. Uh, we've got about five days of rain. Every day's got a 20% or above chance of rain. Uh, after tomorrow, it kind of peters off for a while. But uh, Well, it's been just enough time for us to you know get down here and be able to take a few leisurely, very few, but leisurely hours to... You know, come together and finally meet each other. You know, well, holy cow, we got power plant coming down from Missouri right now. They're all hopped on. He he tag team with him and Boots, and we got the governor. He's rolling everybody down here. That's what I was gonna say. Nobody even had this planned out till about eleven p eleven a.m. this morning. Power what? plant was like, ah, I'm coming down to Texas, <laughs> and then Boots was like, you know what? It's gonna rain tonight. I'm just gonna pray to God it's gonna rain tonight. So here we are. We're sitting here at Welfare's house, and it's ten ten p.m. Wait until about two o'clock in the morning for all three of those bad boys show up the back door. <laughs> then it's really gonna start. Governor didn't even know about it was going on till seven p.m. and they were leaving at nine. And <laughs> Governor loaded up his shit and he was heading ass to Boots' house to get picked up. <laughs> Pretty spur of the moment deal, but that's what's always the most fun. Yep, it about definitely. how every farmer has to work these days. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Can't really plan anything. <laughs> <laughs> plan around a heavy rain. <laughs> five in, five inches or plus in a 20-hour span would give you maybe 48 hours of leeway to get some work done. But We made a podcast last weekend, and we Goodness. were so, so damn drunk when we... Uh, Listen back to it after we'd all sobered up the next day. We were like, oh, my God, this thing's going to bite us in the ass so bad. It won't, it won't even be funny. So Boots might uh, edit it down to where it's half presentable to the world. And we might repost it again, but, oh, man, it was bad. So we're starting over again. Uh, 
for me, Andrew, and Tex. This is our second time getting together like this. Yeah. So. Isaiah. Oh, shit. I don't know what his name. We'll just call him the Chopping King. Or Isaiah, since we already said his name. <laughs> he was asleep in the last podcast. He had the biggest goddamn smile on his face. Passed out on uh, Welfare's couch <laughs> with a big old smile on his face we said hey shit uh, watch and i was like i don't know why we're not doing a podcast right now so i was like oh goddamn!" so we started recording one and it was a shit show <laughs> and i have no idea how he slept with the whole damn thing we were so damn loud we were in the house we were out of the house just meandering all over i was sitting on the roof report recording from the Chimney just yelling down to the boys. It was. <laughs> I was playing Santa Claus. It's been good. I mean, I was supposed to be down here in this area actually uh, earlier this week, and my my uh, skills were needed elsewhere, so I had to I had to shag ass back up to the Dumas area, and I've been over there keeping keeping choppers running for the last four days. But got lucky like uh, all the rest of us actually here in the last 24 hours. And we, we got probably an inch and a half of rain there in about a couple hours. And a lot of cloud cover today. I mean, unfortunately for for the dairy and for our machine's sake and they're running, you know, it's kind of been a hefty downtime. But yeah, we'll I finally, yeah, I finally got six hours of a break, you know, it seems like to get around and just kind of be where I could be or wanted to be. Yeah, I finally got enough rain over here to germinate some dry land seed and uh Yeah, what are you planting right now? <laughs> you got you got some legumes coming up, don't you? <laughs> we uh just putting out a menagerie of seeds in the ground. Uh, thirty pounds of wheat on the dry land and then seven pounds seven point eight pounds of cover crop with is cow peas, daikon radish and clover. And uh, I guess that was last week, mid-last week, I was planting and I got rained out. And I was looking at that stuff today, and uh, what I was planting right before the rain, dry planting, it didn't come up. It rained real hard on me that night. We got any signs, any signs of radishes coming up yet? So I don't even know what those things look like coming out of the ground. They kind of look like a baby lettuce plant, pretty lettuce much. Lettuce plant. I thought that was clover coming out of the ground, it, but I, I don't I even, couldn't see your, I couldn't see the video clear enough for honestly to. I can tell the cow peas, it looks kind of like a baby cotton, not really, but yeah, baby yeah, cotton come coming out of the ground. And they, that came up really the fastest. That's a big giant seed. They'll, they'll cover some ground too, if they get big enough. And then uh, wheat's all coming up pretty good where it's coming up, you know, but and then you see some clover stuff, but I, I don't can't tell the difference between the clover and the radishes. I'm really excited about the radishes the most, for sure. How many how many acres did you plant on your radishes? 500 up here, and then that stuff in Lubbock's got just radishes and clovers in it, and that'll be 6,000 acres. Shit! Um, we couldn't plant any cowpeas down there because when we defoliated the cotton, uh, whatever we put out that ET would uh, kill the cow peas and we kind of halfway think it might kill other stuff but I don't know that's what I'm saying <laughs> uh, we're looking at the group chat from the boys there in Sonic somewhere 
<laughs> We've been holding off. We thought this would be one big-ass steak fest here whenever they finally get here 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, and they stopped off at the local Sonic there in Hobart to satisfy their hunger needs. Oh, I'm, oh hell, I'm guessing Power Plant's probably yeah, pretty hungry. Yeah, he's after. been going and going. That might be his fifth real meal of the week. <laughs> he counts it down to us every week. <laughs> but... Uh, Oh, poor power plant. I've never seen a guy die so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep an operation going. <laughs> oh, shit. If you love what you do, you'll do it, I guess. Yep, do it till you die. And if the doctors don't let you die, you just keep on <laughs> chucking. God bless America. Uh, hopefully, we're going to do a whole bunch of podcasts while everybody's down here together. And mm -hmm. it might be just a complete shit show. What's Ghost Rider saying? Can't keep up. Rehab me. Ah, message him. Naturally. Message him uh, back and tell him to come over. He's probably out of his football game. Dude, it'd be crazy as shit if old Ghost Rider came by. It would be a nice little appearance. Uh, I have a lot of questions for that man. Oh, man. He... So, uh... I, man, I really don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get him in any trouble or anything, but... We really got to go look around at a bunch of stuff he's got. We'd learn a lot from him. Custom world, he is he is one one the gold heart in my my opinion. This man just got he's got irons and all the fires, and he definitely has enough wood burning to keep him <laughs> keep him running. No kidding, uh, he's uh, real big into the custom hay baling and selling business, and then he's got some solid stuff he does too. And you were grinding for yeah, him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I was grinding for him for two days at a feed yard grinding his hay. And, uh, like, 250 tons or a little more for them Shit. at a feed yard. And How many bales is that? Is, uh... 250 <clears throat> tons? Is like, I can't even remember, 600 and... 600 bales, maybe? That's good. That's... They were real old and rotten, it some of like them. They were, were kind of off and on. Weathered. They had a guy grinding for that feed yard. Man, I really shouldn't be telling dirty secrets on this thing. Uh, <laughs> it, they kind of got a little bit sideways, a little bit. Just, uh, they got a new manager at the feed yard. And they were looking for a guy to grind hay for them after that old guy. And uh, so I stepped up. Hopefully every 20 days I'll be going back grinding hay there and then that'll be two feed yards i grind hay for every month that'd be a pretty good little deal there's there's so many jobs that can be picked up in this area where everybody gets so big and so busy and that they're literally just trying they're they're looking for help to keep them rolling good reliable help and it's not always the easiest thing to do that's definitely one that's definitely one thing i've noticed you know being a hand throughout everything and then being able to you know listen listen to what it is these, these big 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 hot shots desire whenever <laughs> you know what i'm telling you you know you get you get rolling in this high fast-paced stuff where you're just trying to flip crops and put them where they need to be and feed your cattle and i mean there's just so many applications that one guy or one set of people have to maintain you know 
the money end of it is the biggest end of it out of all of it and I told you the other day you're not a super farmer till you got five pieces of equipment broke down every day Shoot. and you uh don't even think about repairing that one broke down machine till you got to be in the field yesterday run it until it <laughs> does not run anymore god bless you can't let up on that stuff no there's yeah there's sometimes it's just I mean, so power plant. <laughs> power plant knows it the best. He gets in a tractor and he's got to clear thirty fucking cones before he can get it out of park. <laughs> died on the side of the road on him and everything. It died in the intersection. Oh, We're missing that belt and, and uh, having to bail all those hays with the missing belt on his baler. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'd die too if I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> but man he is a working son of a bitch he does not stop doesn't it, sleep it, like doesn't sleep at all i don't i don't understand how it is if I, if I could if i could ever think of how things used to be like when our great-grandparents and our grandparents were farming and you just you didn't have time to to sit down and and take a breather just to, to even stop and eat 100 percent. well he doesn't anyway well, no. <laughs> He's always telling He's, us every couple of days, this is my third real meal this week. <laughs> he fucking lives off of cow shit and bush lights. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering how many plants he eats out there in that <laughs> cup of crop ground he's got there. He's probably picking off okra and... <laughs> Planting carrots in his cover crops and he just walk by and pull them out of the ground. <laughs> No, he's had hell the last week, though. It seems like his cows are getting out every damn night. And then he's building pens all day for other people. Oh, yeah. Corner post, entryways. During the day, and then he bails hay all night. It's insane. It really is. God dang. You know, I thought I worked a lot. When I first hopped in this group and we were doing that bailing stuff, you know, I was, I was putting in a lot of hours. I was really, really throwing in some hours, but... As far as consistency goes and, and it, longevity, that man runs and runs and runs. That's the real thing about it. Like, you can go a pretty long stretch for that first couple of days, but power plant, he doesn't. It, it goes into Never stops. He just... It's insane, man. That's all I can say about it. Uh, this pod, uh, this group chat, it'll, uh, it'll make you a hot shot, I swear. Definitely. You'll want to just keep going because everybody else is doing it. You just want to uh, outdo everybody. That's how it was last night. Shit, I was just <laughs> laying in bed trying to keep play going. God dang. And then it was just, just shit, I, just, well, Justin, yeah, yeah. you know, he for the, first, for the first time in his career, he'd caught up in the group long enough that he was actually right there with Power Plant. <laughs> and they finally got to cross words and figure out who they were and where they were from. They didn't even know each other. Oh, they've been crazy. in a group chat for two months, two months. now. <laughs> and Justin finally caught up. He's like, "Well, well, Power Plant, who are you? What are you from? What do you do?" And I was like, "Man, it just goes to show just how fast paced this." This thing's going, golly, you know. There's, it's very rare I ever have to leave the group chat to restart. 
And the uh, last week you've done it four or five times. <laughs> my phone started agitating up, man. Uh, but that night, power plant and Justin stayed up, and then somebody else was talking in that thing too. Well, Wade chimed in. I I was just laying there in bed. Couch watching TV. I was, yeah, I was already asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't sleep, damn it. <laughs> no, it's a great time. This group chat's my favorite part every day. It really like, is. we had the biggest discussion of coffee this morning. Holy Good shit. Man. We got everybody chiming in on it. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> got to know a lot of new kinds of coffee today, too. No shit. That kind of old. Uh, other kid in Hobart sent us that yeah. Alamo blend, yeah. Texas pecan. Toast Rider. <laughs> well, he was hating everybody. He was like, you drink flavored coffee. You're just an American. Goddamn like... millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Old sketches over there. He's like, man, I love this pecan shit. <laughs> I do too. Shit, I got into that Texas pecan out of the tootin' totem. Sorry, tootin' totem, if I'm putting you out there, but you got some damn good coffee. Yeah, we ought to do an ad for them. Shit. I had enough of this San Antonio blend. I'd like to make some of that San Antonio blend. Yeah, you're going to have to make us some more coffee tonight. We're going to drink a shit ton of it, son. You can just warm that up. We'll drink that. Yeah, I'll drink the shit out of that I've been eyeballing the shit out of it. San Antonio blend. San Antonio Rose. Smell that Where do you get it from? I ordered it online, but you get it from San Antonio. H-E-B, huh? I don't know what the fuck that is. Got vanilla flavor. Wait a minute. Medium bold with cinnamon, chocolate, and vanilla flavors. Holy shit, you're buying some fancy shit, huh? Smell that shit. That's good. No, I love, 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 love some black coffee. Can I just press this and like that thing If I'm at home and have time to sit around and... Damn, that does smell really good. That's some good coffee. <clears throat> Medium bodied with cinnamon and chocolate and vanilla flavors. 100% <laughs> Arabic coffee. Way better than this fucking can of 100% Colombian Folgers sitting on the table. <laughs> Do some shooting practice. Hey, that's been aged for eight years. Game. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> been sitting in a warehouse since 2010. <laughs> Is that what that little sticker's for? Two ten? No, no, no. That's how many servings. <laughs> Can't see that far across the damn table. <laughs> you must really have to put very little scoops in it to make two hundred and ten. Yeah, no shit. I don't do that with mine. No, a hundred percent Colombian. Just go ahead and load that motherfucker yeah, up. Like that's probably gotten me about thirty servings. I'll make my coffee pretty strong. I like having about three quarters of an inch at least. Well, hell, going going through fucking... Four heaping spoons. <laughs> going through four fucking paper towels every morning because you haven't been able to go get your damn filters. Every time I go to Dollar General, I don't even think about getting filters. Three quarters of your caffeine stuck in a damn toilet, paper towel. <laughs> hey, dude. There's it takes of... five scoops to fill him up. There's, there's, there's some of that toilet paper that's pretty thin. It might work. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Single ply. I've, yes. lost, I've lost my ass, literally. Actually, no, I've lost it in my ass. <laughs> no, I'll put like four of these. Jesus. Damn. Uh, I like coffee pretty strong. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've you didn't say it was a tablespoon. Oh, yeah. Four, four, four tablespoons to a, to a filter is pretty good. 
pretty good coffee. Yeah, that's that's the kind of coffee I like to drink by itself. That's why you go to these convenience stores and they got yeah. And that's I'll 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 go and I'll get half coffee and I'll go half half coffee half ca French vanilla cappuccino. It seems like by every morning just so I can get the sugar and the caffeine out of half the cappuccino and then that shrimp ass coffee they put out of the coffee makers it tastes like goddamn bean juice when you buy uh <laughs> stuff to straight black at a cheap gas station yeah that girl in kansas that's in the group chat she said bean juice water and it's like hell Wait, yeah who's woman. the grower in kansas the, the one that's been driving home all day jesus christ son you've got anonymity on this thing <laughs> she's a bean grower coffee bean grower well, hell, I'm She just said it tasted like bean juice. Maybe there's some of these people I haven't been able to when she, she Yeah. <laughs> when was... she said uh, that, I threw my hands up in the middle of a field checking a pivot this morning. I was like, hell yeah, woman. That's so true. <laughs> you go to a cheap gas station, you're just drinking bean juice water. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking coffee in that. That was that was pretty good. There's... There, and there have been some pretty good fucking, like the Colonel, she's put in some good, good conversation in the group. Yeah, we got, uh, we're trying to put a bunch of females in this thing, especially if they're an ag. We did school one female. <laughs> you want to go into that deal about Pappy? Oh, shit. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing that made her significant was the fact that whoever she was riding with shot a pistol in the air. <laughs> they were driving down the road. So, she's sponsored on Snapchat, Pappy. I don't fucking know what you look up to find her. Wade's been friends with her on her, friends with her before she was sponsored, apparently. Anyway, she's driving down the road with this guy, and this guy just shot a 9mm out the car window. At about a 45 degree angle and straight we, into the air. Yeah, way into the air. <clears throat> And we all saw that, and then I brought it up in the group chat one morning. I was like, wait, did you see that dumb bullshit? It pissed me off so much, it and then it made him off. off. And then we sent that snap to the group, and it got us all riled up. And so we put her in the group chat and scolded her ass. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the group for about two days, and she's like, God damn it, I can't do this. And then we dialed her back like... again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Pappy. Oh, Pappy. Whether she gets followers or loses them. Either way, it doesn't You're a dumb bitch for hanging out the people God you do. <laughs> yeah, her choice of friends isn't too way now. We thought if we, she started following us, maybe her life turned around for the best. Still, she might be a millionaire in a couple of years. But... I swear that motherfucker is the reason that fucking California wants potato guns to be the only fucking legal gun. <laughs> Well, I got so mad, I actually said that morning. I, I mean, I'm starting to understand why this gun ban should be a thing. You got stupid people guns. like this doing that. Yep. Made me so angry. Made everybody so dang mad that you'd being that reckless. And then Ghost Rider told us that story about that meth head trying to jump in the tractor. That was oh nuts! Yes. My yes. How he, yeah, he... So this guy goes in, he get this meth head hops in, he chases a tractor down, hops in there. Guy has a pistol holstered. And he's on the he's on the phone, he has his Bluetooth headset on. He's he's on the phone with the police. And 
this guy, he's just, he doesn't, he has, he's so tweaked out, he doesn't know that he's even on the phone with the police. The police wouldn't even show up to the field until the guy well, either died or left. Yeah, yeah. Because he he was had a concealed carry. So this guy's <clears throat> there's this car like crashes under the bar ditch or something by him. That was that was. He's what on he was a Magnum that. tractor planting wheat, planting wheat, not drilling, not sowing. Boots, <laughs> shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So this meth head runs up and starts jumping. He opens the door to the cab of that Magnum. And the guy, he's the farmer that owns it. It's not a hiring hand. Well, he he kicks this guy in the chest when he opens that door and knocks yeah. him down on the ground. Well, that meth head jumps up off the ground running back in the tractor saying, They're coming to kill me. They're coming to kill me. They're coming to kill me. Well, that guy's packing. <clears throat> he's got a Bluetooth headset. And uh, he calls 911, he hits the SOS button on his iPhone, and he's talking to 911. And that guy ends up just getting in the tractor and riding around with him. And uh, cops come out to that field. Well, while he's on 911, he says he's carrying. The farmer's carrying. And so the cops won't even come out and get this meth head out of his tractor. And... Uh, that's how stupid, messed up everything we've got going on in the law is. Nothing but a bunch of bullshit. I can't believe you got a sketchy-ass person in with a... A life-threatening person a, in this life-threatening situation. Yes. Well, and the, you have to handle the situation yourself. Well, the guy that's on the phone with 911, he won't even come out. So, well, he never really did make the end of that story clear. Well, like if I was on the if I was on the phone, police would be like, "So, if I don't shoot this motherfucker, you aren't coming out here." And as soon as I got that okay, I was. Well, that's what that guy said. Phone. He said that I've never been more scared than that in my life. And Tucker's got some goddamn good method stories. I was laughing so that hard must... that day he was telling that story. We gotta get him to tell us that story tomorrow night. <laughs> Well, I remember some dude Geeter. Oh, the only time I where he like went through all their fucking vehicles and was like taking pocket change out of all the old semis, ones that would even out. fucking start. He would jump in the cab of anything they had, and it, he'd start it, and then he'd take the key out and just chunk it out the window, run and get in another one, start it, chunk it out the window. <laughs> he started this semi. And took off down the road without any air brake pressure, just locking the fucking brakes up. <laughs> I don't want to ruin that story for Tucker. But, uh, man, I, I don't have any really meth head stories, but it's pretty goddamn insane. Oh, no. There's that much coffee in there. <laughs> Jesus. I hope you're making a full pie. <laughs> You might want to make that like tea and just pour it into a gallon. That gallon doing water. all right over there. Yeah, it'll take a while to heat up. That's crazy. The stories, yeah, the stories you hear just about being in a tractor and random ass people. Oh. I was stripping cotton one time, and some lady thought it was okay to bring a take senior pictures right next to us as we were stripping cotton. The person who was taking pictures didn't even have anything to do with farming at all. We have so much of that going on around Lubbock. 
You'll see this busload of white girls get out. <laughs> start taking pictures of that fucking cotton. Yeah. Oh, it'll piss you off. I always want to stop and talk to them, but I never do. I'm like, well, let them get their likes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you should just pull up and just say, hey, let me see that picture. I want to just make sure you're making my cotton look good. Yeah. <laughs> Is that four bales? <laughs> let me show you something better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. Load up. We're going to a better place <laughs> <laughs> we had our neighbor she took her senior pictures by her haystack one year and then it wasn't very many weeks later that whole haystack burnt down <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> i had a good oh so we had a cousin down around lubbock uh they had all their tractors their planter tractors parked around a tree mm-hmm and this guy got drunk one night, and he cut all the wires out of the monitors, and he tied them together, and he hung himself under the tree with a planter monitor. Shut the front One door. night, yeah, it was a long time ago, but he did that. And then back when uh, Lubbock was, he a was hand? no, it was just some guy broke into their tractors and ripped their planter monitor out and hung himself with it. Yeah, pretty tough, man. Sound like some government shit. <laughs> government shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the Hillary Clinton how did, guy. How did, <laughs> how did he decide to go after fucking $40,000 worth of Clinton wires? That was way back when they were simple brown boxes. But, and then back when Lubbock was dry and you had to go outside the city limits to buy booze, <clears throat> we got a pivot right across from the strip. And uh, there's a couple of times when the boys would be plowing in the circle and there'd be drunks passed out in the rows, sleeping in the fucking field. Mm. Oh, another story. This one's really dark. You think I ought to tell a mur- murder story? Why not? <laughs> it's bad we can edit it So this was back in the uh, early, early 60s, maybe the 70s. That same farm right across from the Strip. This Hispanic guy went out to a strip club. He had wife and kids. And he ended up taking the stripper home. Well, he didn't take her home. He ended up killing her. And then he dumped her body in the turn row of that field. And my dad and uncle came out to switch water early that morning. And they drove by her and they were the ones that found her body. And they ended up having to go to court and uh, testify. It ended up being a pretty big deal. I do not have sexual relations with that woman. And uh, he just, he like beat her real bad and then strangled her and then left her right there in that turn row in the field. That really wasn't that dark, but. That's still something you don't want to roll up on and be associated with. Early, early in the morning. Period. I don't try to roll up on anybody (laughs) dead in the field. It sounds like a bunch of unnecessary power plant. You wave a crack a bush light under his nose, he'll wake back up. <laughs> bush latte. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink damn bush lights. No, he only bring, drinks bush lights. Who's that? See, who was giving a shit? What have I always Chevy? bought? I know there was, was a that, bush latte. I thought it was just always bush. Was that bull that was giving a shit about drinking bush lots? Somebody was giving a shit about drinking bush lots. Dylan know. only drinks bush lattes. <laughs> Maybe that's why bull left the grippiest time. I was talking shit about bush. <laughs> <laughs> All we can get in this part of the world is bush heavies. That's all I thought, yeah. Yeah. I, I got bush lots. You do? 
Did you get them at Doc's or what? What's the difference in... I was wondering why that was so shitty the other night. I was either... I was thinking I was that drunk or what. <laughs> but I'll, I'll drink think, that here in a minute. I think I got that from Walmart. Walmart? Yeah. Huh. Where else am I gonna get my beer? I'm the last time I went to a Walmart. Sport Walmart, they're trying to shut down all fucking. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, and then listen to this bullshit. The la- no, leave that in. Fuck, fuck Walmart for wanting to not let people carry in their stores or to- buy ammunition. I was I, I walked into the the Dumas well, Walmart the other day. They have they had they have video recognition as you walk in the front door. They have gates that open and close when you walk in, and you can't walk out unless you go through register lane. Where's that at? You can't. In Dumas. Huh? Wow. If you push, if you push the gates to open the other way, like the emergency exit way, alarm sound. Wow. You have to go through a checkout line in order to get out of Walmart in Dumas. Hmm. I'm guessing you know this by experience trying to get out of those. Hey, places. what are we, Jews? <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I guess I do have that look. Oh, man. But motherfucker, like, what is America coming to? Like, is, is fucking Walmart the Hitler of fucking America now? What are you getting locked to now? I was walking into goddamn Walmart. And I can't forget my wallet and walk right back out the same fucking direction I walked in without setting off a fucking alarm to go get my fucking keys. No, with a fucking mask over your face. Period. They have, they have, they, they, you walk in that front door and they've got video cameras and look, and it watches you walk all the way in that son of a bitch until you cross those fucking. Those okay, what were you doing that you dropped your wallet? Are you left nothing. it at the checkout or what? Nothing. I was trying to go to to the, the self-checkout so I could just go get some cash. Yeah. And I walked three feet too far into the fucking border and I turned around and I was like, shit, I don't need to go there. And I turn around and it says you push these, these doors open and an alarm's gonna sound. I thought they all say that. I've never... You been, really are reading into this thing, huh? I've never walked into a Walmart and had fucking prison gates as I walked in to open for me. Growing up in Oklahoma, I figured they would. They gotta keep the people in that fucking state. Everybody's trying to get out. <laughs> so, the last time I went to a Walmart, <clears throat> it was on a date, and I got stood up. I was like, well, I'll go... Whoa. Blue? I'll go to What's the... What's your water? Oh. <laughs> like the government's already trying to poison I'll us. go to the Walmart and get some beer and it won't be a total loss of an afternoon. Well, I didn't know New Mexico has blue laws where you can't buy beer on, on a Sunday. I was so pissed that. off that you couldn't do, do that. <laughs> the goddamn Jews over here drinking. giving me hiccups. You gotta slow down before you you don't make it before... Power plant gets down here. Oh, hell, son, I'm not even. I'm surprised hard. we haven't got a fucking phone call saying it's text five deep yet because it's probably <laughs> getting close to his bedtime. <laughs> Apparently, last weekend I was here. I ended up sleeping in this chair at the table, same chair I'm sitting in. Tonight. Exactly same chair. I'm gonna brand my name in the thing. You also went and visited up there up fucking north with your fucking burger eating maple syrup chewing <laughs> ass. 
we put a tick we put two different TikTok yeah. videos up. <laughs> We've got a guy that was in the group chat from North Dakota and he lives five miles off the Canadian border and we reamed his he ass. He has property every- that the borders Canada. Yeah. We Lord. gave him shit every day. We uh, Andrew started calling him Mr. Maple. My podcast is Tractor Cab Confession. <laughs> just because that's what it is. I mean, I feel like mine could be just as much of a master as... Because I never identified or specified any. It was just a tractor cab. Like, yeah, this motherfucker was thinking that this time. What there? What? Tractor cab? Anyways. After I got Dylan on mine, I just quit doing mine solo. I've been wanting to do. I just hadn't had. I've been kind of well, in the we're, fun. We're all fucking figuring this out as we go. Yeah. This, this is all trial and error. Anyway, I logged into the master page Hell and this yeah. one just had so many fucking views. I was like, well, god damn it. We're just going to put everything back in this one. Quit listening to mine. Just. Is hey, it, I got some of them cups there, Mr. Welfare. Is it is it rock is it is the master rocking pretty good numbers right now or it's pretty fair. I was surprised. I thought it was doing worse compared to mine because I had so many more episodes on mine than the master. And then I was like, Woo, that's some warm coffee sun. Podcast shit out here. We're drinking. It's not thick a- enough. I don't see it coming out like <laughs> fucking tar yet. You can- <laughs> Asphalt. Yeah, <laughs> rolling out some some coffee grounds in my teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're paving this road tonight. <laughs> would, you like some, would you like some beer for that? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, some of that Jose a, special. I had a guy uh, Snapchat me this morning. He's like, this coffee's too weak. And he poured two shots of fucking Jameson in his coffee. Oh. I could do that. Or I, I, sometimes I could go for some Kahlua in my coffee. You ever had Kahlua? No. Uh-uh. Oh man, it's like it's like a creamer, but it's like uh, 15% alcohol. Really? Smooth shit. Huh. Sounds pretty good. You'll be dodging fucking stripe lines by noon, I guarantee, if you stick on that shit. Is that what we want to talk about? (laughs) Well, hell, what else do we do? (laughs) Drink beer, fucking farm. Yeah, but you don't drink and drive. If it's on private property, oh my God. they they have they haven't fucking invented the state trooper that goes across fucking pivot track shit. <laughs> the prop cop. We're only twelve. We're only twelve rows off, but he's not crossing this pivot track. God damn it! <laughs> he's not coming to the inside. The prop cop. No, Wade. What do you got to chime in about your double fist and coffee, beer and dip spit? I'd get confused about those cups. <laughs> too bad. Too bad they're all not like. Uh, Crystal, and you could just. Wah, 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 you got a wine glass, you can do that too. You do? I probably don't. Huh? I, yeah, I've Crystal, never heard no, that. Crystal's kind of hard to find. Remember, I dated the girl from old Sayer America. She was a hairstylist. And I bought her some fucking crystal wine glasses. Boy, they were the cat's meow. Apparently, what that dick wasn't good enough. (laughs) She didn't like juice. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking short, curly-haired fucks. (laughs) I blame 
blessed you. I was trying. I've been trying to figure out what I've done wrong my entire life. It was just that Jew hair. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you work hard for it. Definitely. Every day is that though. I'm just a fucking funny Jew and a chopper. <laughs> a not so funny Jew and a chop. Shit, I'm not even a chopper half the time. I'm a mechanic. Like all, all he sees is uh, gold shooting out of the end of that spout. He's so uh, he's yeah. trying to hoard all the corn. He's like, that's my gold. Don't drop any of that gold. <laughs> that's what it is to me. Holy Toledo. Yeah, I tried bringing pork over tonight, and I, he just flipped shit. He's like, you ain't bringing no pork over. <laughs> it's like, it's my religion. <laughs> I was looking for breakfast way too hard there. <laughs> no. This is good coffee you made there, Welfare. Yeah, it is. Is it? Cool. Yeah. It's pretty I had, sweet. I had four scoops of Folgers uh, mm. at the bottom from this morning. And then I dumped all the rest of that San Antonio blend on top, and I added another scoop of Folgers on the top. So no, I can definitely taste San Antonio in that. That San Antonio looks pretty damn good. Yeah, you... Make you, you want to slap somebody! Yo! Where the fuck is old Power Plant at? I'm sure he's waking... Yeah, you might ought to catch up on the group chat. We're, yeah. hand, we're really getting along on this oh, thing here. in 44 minutes. Pause well, it for a little bit. Right Let's have an intermission. We can come back to that bitch anytime. All right, we'll be back. I'm the one that likes to die. <laughs> we, were, we were listening to the Mother Boys podcast, and uh, that was pretty good. That's good shit. A little more real. We'll be a little more real with y'all. You know, uh, not so uptight professional bullshit. So. I like that. I ain't even going to edit theirs. I'm going to post it. It's going to be perfect. Dude, I'd say post it. Call it good. All I need to know about me is I like to drink beer. That's the only way to do it. I mean, come on, you gotta stay replenished. So, uh, we're on our way. We just crossed, man, we've been in Texas now for a good while. We've been crossing the Texas line. <laughs> we should be there, I don't know, what do you think, an hour and a half? No, probably, probably, maybe, I don't know. I think we still got two hours. Boy, <laughs> 154 miles. Jesus, shit. Yeah. Get there when we get there. Governor, I still can't believe how much you look like a black hairy ass Truman. Shit, there's a semi. Hope the audio's alright, fellas. We, uh, we're just on the road. Figured we'd record a little something. Uh, what'd you do today, Power Plant? Work that? Hell. I don't remember. <laughs> I woke up did this you morning. Die yet? <laughs> no, I did not die this morning. I did not die today. I woke up. Finally got in. I finally got in last night about ten o'clock. I'd been up since six a.m. on Wednesday morning, and finally got in on Thursday night about ten o'clock. Cooked me a couple steaks, you know. Went all textile on two at a time, right there out of the George Foreman, like <laughs> sizzled that shit to death. But uh, you are eating the PB and J. No, no, no even though everybody, tell everybody, everybody exactly what PB and J pencils out there. Baby and Jay pencils out too with the extra crunchy peanut butter, you know, the GF extra crunchy peanut butter, and then the grape jelly, only reason, and white bread. Got to buy the cheap white bread. Pencils out to about 27 cents a sandwich. Now, if you get creamy peanut butter, 
with strawberry jam, it's about 29 and a half to 30 and a half cents a sandwich, depending on which brand you buy. There you have it. That, sir, is what you call a tight half. <laughs> <laughs> he is not wrong. Have you tried farming in 2019?
He said, you're a liability. I was like, well, my parents think the same thing. Shit you not, two weeks later, we got dropped from their insurance. <laughs> oh, man, never have a person that wears a suit come out to your come out to your house to do anything. They don't understand the real world. They'll screw you over faster and you know what to do with it.
put in the dirt at a time, pack it with a packer, then water it with a water truck, pack it some more, and then we had a pass the tent uh, with the, the guy came with the, some type of like a compaction meter that shot radiation in the ground, and he said you, you didn't want to be around it too much because the radiation, I don't know what it is. But it tested it to see how packed it was. If it, it wasn't packed enough, we had to keep those and you just keep packing them all. That's crazy. You know, like an X-ray deal? Kind yeah, of I don't know how. Around. I have no idea how it worked. Like, I'd be lying if I told you. But he, he, we either passed the test or we didn't. And we never, we didn't know. Put a dirt in at a time and backfill that fucking hole all the way back up. Now, how many tests did you not pass? Oh, several today. You know, if they didn't, they didn't pass the test on that deal... We just keep packing until it did. Dude, you know, I can tell you, I can tell you this much. If I were in your shoes, I'd been charging by the hour whether I was pushing dirt or not. You know, that'd probably take quite a little bit just to run that test. Well, the only reason I went on with them is because my dozer at the time was having real bad injector issues. So I and I couldn't figure out why <coughs> the injection pump kept going out on it, and uh, it was unbelievable what they found out. But anyway, they couldn't figure it out. My dozer ended up in the shop for like three months. It was over the winter, so I just went to a job for them and ran their dozers, so I was just getting paid by the hour. But uh, ended up being, man, after all that bullshit, I put two injection pumps on it, two sets of injectors, ended up replacing every fuel line and return line on it, and it ended up being the fucking fuel cap. I spent over 8000 bucks, and all it was the fuel cap wasn't fitting. You're kidding. I swear, it was building up pressure and push, pushing the pump out. Now, where would you take you? Did what kind of...
from place to place. Well, and just to hunt. Look at the hunting aspect. I know everybody in this car and probably a bunch of people that listen love to hunt geese and ducks and all that. I think it, I don't know, the, the less we got of them, the, the less fun we're going to have. I don't know, but around home, for sure, uh, all right. the wildlife, there, there ain't no deer up around the covers no more. They're so loud, I guess. I know if I was a bird, I'd probably be a turkey in a turkey barn because I'd be that fucking fat. <laughs> I don't know what uh, What I heard a deal like is they kill a lot of bats. Bats can't go and see the blade. And for every bat that it kills and they find at the base of that, they got to measure it off and mark it and report that. I don't know, Department of Wildlife or something. <laughs> really? I never would have guessed that. I, mean, I guess that's bringing the same blind as a bat to life. Well, I guess, well, I guess off the radar, death. you know, they use that radar system. Whatever. Oh, yeah, they open that mouth or whatever and, yeah, and come back. Kind of like a woman, they open their mouth. Get <laughs> <laughs> ourselves in trouble. Dude, that was some funny shit. We <laughs> talk about Pappy on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. 
Oh, well, hell, that's right. <laughs> Some bitch.
nothing big, yeah. Yeah, that drop on Bill was a bad deal. Yeah, it wasn't good. That's you always a, had tornadoes when you growing up around there a lot, or did you? Oh, hell yeah. Whenever I hear tornado warning nowadays, I grab the bush light, I grab the shotgun, and the helmet, and I take off running for it, because I was just, yeah, I love like chasing them. It's kind of like overall, man. I didn't know if y'all, it seems to be getting more and more off deep to the, you know, like, they used, they're not used to that. Oh, hell, we've had them, we've had them all my life, and. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like over eastern Missouri or Kentucky, Tennessee, them places. Yeah, yeah, they're grabbing some. Alabama, didn't it? That was a year or two ago, I think. Was it? I know this year. Yeah, it is. I don't. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I know that we had a we had tornado warnings just about every other day this year. And we had two of them jump our house, and luckily we live we live right there by by a lake. Not our house, but my sister's house, I should say, where one of the farms is. Jump jump their house and took out neighbors' houses and stuff like that. But I bet you up around my parts we had 15 plus tornadoes this year, what? 20 plus tornadoes in a matter of two months. Southwest Oklahoma hasn't been as clear either. I remember there's. Did you know you oh, yeah. This year was pretty bad, honestly. Yeah. But this year, I think, yeah, this year's bad all around. Little old Bain has their old uh, ag barn and their softball complex. Yeah. I can't believe they'd go from fucking flooding in the springs and drought within a six week period when we just were dry as a boner. Make sure you want to sell out and don't start a fishing charter down in Florida. <laughs> Once your soil temperature reaches a certain degree, it just quits production. 
because all the water in your plant, uh, you know, whenever soil temperature's right, 97% of your plant is working. But whenever it's too hot, the moisture in your plant goes back to the ground to try to cool the ground get, ground down because that's Mother Nature trying to heal herself. They need to uh, go to cover crops too, don't they? Right. They, they need, they're going to cover crops and putting an armor on the ground. You know, they did a study up there in a 97-degree 90, day. Bare ground was 180 degrees, and the covered ground, you know, ground that had armor, quote-unquote armor, which would be like mulch or cover crop or dead residue or whatever, covering the dirt, the soil, it was 86 degrees and everything was still at 100% productivity. Yeah, I saw a deal the other day. The soil, not the degree, the soil temperature in those cover crops was over 20 degrees cooler than it was without it. Right. Okay. That makes a huge difference. For Hobart, Oklahoma, it's 28 on the 24 inches. I'll be dead for it. And, but I'm looking, and this one farm, we've had, give or take, 27 inches. I'll be dead. January 1st. Yeah, but all, all of the spring, yeah. any of it has grown. <laughs> right. Well, see, there's another That's thing. Wrong. There's another thing that comes into play right there. It's exactly what them boys up in the northern part, you know, up in North Dakota have figured out is getting that soil getting aggregation in that soil and getting it to infiltrate because, you know, they did a test. I watched a video earlier, and I, w I tried sending it to the group, but it was too long to send because I had to screen record it off the YouTube deal. But if they did a five-inch, or no, not a five-inch, an inch of rain in 15 minutes on <clears throat> ground, and they had it on a, not on a slope, but they had it in a pan, and then it ran off and ran into a mason jar so they could catch everything. And the soil that was hard, that had just been, you know, plowed, disc, cultivated, and compacted, every bit of it, every bit except for the top, maybe one sixteenth oh, inch, off. ran off with some of the soil. But the the soil that had uh, mulch over it, armor on it, that was aggregated, that been in a cover crop with no-till uh, operation. It actually pulled in all. It pulled in all the water. It had some water seep through, but very minute and no discoloration in that water. The water that ran off was all clear, so no no dirt ran off with that. So that water was infiltrating, and even on ten inches of rain, them guys up there can do it. Ten inches of rain, they can. The ones that have been doing it correctly, correctly and getting that infiltration factor, they can utilize that water and keep it there in their tank, there in their reservoir, so to say, underneath their ground to where, yeah, they don't get as much, but they're not going to lose as much because they're making it last longer. They're catching more of it instead of going into the, going into the, uh, all the streams or the creeks or the whatever. You got me very interested in the cover crop still. Uh, I never, I've been against no till forever, but I just, I've always plowed on the ground the cover crop makes sense, and it, it makes so much sense, more sense for your soil health, I think, to leave it alone. I'll tell you something about, like, no-till and cover crops. If you go and look at a, a piece of land that's been farmed for 60, 70 years, you won't find the earthworm in that soil. Right. And you go to that no-till, and it's ate up. If earthworms are in there, you know that's it. You're right. You're damn right. You know, that's, a, that's another thing is, your micro, micro, 
micro micro fungi. I can never say the last part of that word. Micro fungi are found in the top two inches of your soil, and there is more micro fungi, more species of micro fungi than there is in people in this world. Like that is how many there is, and it's in the top two inches. And every time you disc, every time you plow or whatever, and break that up. That's releasing carbon back into the air, which is what that's the, the microfungi need. And that's what your microfungi need. Uh, you know, and another thing on the earthworm, it's so much easier whenever you have that aggregated soil to get a stand on any kind of crop because you have earthworms. And them earthworms dig down, and that's exactly where the root of your plant is going to fall. I mean, them, them tunnels that they dig, it just makes it so much easier to establish a crop and hold moisture. I I I agree. I think there's some. Yeah, there's different areas that require different things for sure. But I look at well, what kind of ground do you think needs filled up? Because I think we can fix some of this ground through livestock integration. Yeah. I think we can fix some of it that way. There's, I don't know. It's it's hard to say in Southwest Oklahoma. I mean, that ground is too hard. Fucking rock. I'm like you. If you just want enough, you could fix it probably. But why is it is what why is it hard? Couldn't hardly get that to come out. Not the soil, I guess. Has it been plowed or? Oh yeah, for thirty years, you know. But if you don't, over time, but it just gets. How often? I mean, I've done those work. I did those work for a guy. I do those work a lot, but I've done those work for a guy uh, north of Hobart that he had plowed his ground for you know forty fifty years. And he decided to go no-till, and he'd only been in no-till for about two years, and he did have cows on that week last year, that year before, and he grazed it, so I don't know how hard it was grazed. So we went up there and built some terraces for him. Or no, that we did build the terraces the next year. But uh, I went up there to, to do a waterway deal for him. I built a waterway for them terraces to dump into the following year. And my ripper on my noser, I put it down to rip that shit, and it looked at the ass in that noser up off the ground. It was gross. And it was, I mean, it was unbelievably hard. I finally got it all ripped up. It was a great big log. And Yeah, see, I'll agree. There's a, I mean, there is a place for plowing, and there's a place for herbicide. There's no perfect world. I have yet to find it, and I probably never will. But I do know one way of making this ground get better is if you plow that, and you put cover crops in it, not a mono monoculture. You know, that's what, I'm sorry, but that's what too many farmers, all they want to do is put a monoculture cover crop in, you know, a cash crop, so to say, of your wheat or your rye or canola, whatever. And that's all they want to put in because they can make money off of it, but they don't realize what they're doing. They're not putting any variety of root structures into the ground. They're not putting any variety of biomass on top of the ground. Another crop in there. See, that's the thing. That's the, Where you got to put all them place. different structures in there, and you got to leave them in there two years probably, you know, reseed and replant. But that's the only way you're going to do it. It might cost you a little bit of money, but your ground's going to be so much better, especially for your organic matter afterwards. And my look on that is if you're going to do it that way, buy some cattle for two years, buy some steers or whatever and grow them and make them your cash yeah. uh, that place also it was never covered crops at all it was just, you know, 
because we it just kept spraying, you know, and that I don't like to do that either. Dude, you said to the group earlier you you went into the into the uh, office and you're gonna you got yeah signed up for some cover crop. I was that made my day. If you want to know the truth, I was like, oh hell yeah, man. I finally broke down. I went in there and signed up for the cover crop program. The NRCS does and uh, they're not gonna let me do it just a whole tub full of acres. You know, I don't think they're gonna want the funding for that. But you know, I can start it, see how it goes. Well, it's all about doing what you're comfortable with, also. I mean, things are tight. You kind of got to do what you're comfortable with. If things weren't as tight, you could do twice the amount of the stuff and be like, hey, I guess if it doesn't work, I just lose my money, you know. I'm I'm no worse off. Well, now it's kind of cut and dry. We can only do so much, you know. Yeah. I'm excited to figure, you know, see how it goes. It'll be a next year deal. uh, Yeah, definitely. I hope, uh, man, hopefully you can get, you know, eight or ten species in there and really get this thing figured out and booming for you because I think it's really going to do a lot of good but that's the thing is uh you got to utilize it you got to utilize it in more than one way and whenever I say that I mean stick your cows in on it and get your pasture ground around I mean that cover crop as long as you leave 50 percent of it there that puts enough armor on the soil for that micro micro fungi to feed off of that and that's all it needs. And, of course, once you're – and there is certain species that you can plant that are more compatible with microfungi. And we ought to really be looking into that and putting that on your ground because I'm assuming that being over here where it's been droughty and where you guys have tilled so long, your microfungi is probably deficient. Oh, and yeah, sure. if they're compatible, if you can put a species in the ground that's compatible with it, you can get them back. And get them back all the faster. You know, it's the things that modern day technology is teaching us that we don't, the guys in the olden days never would have thought about. You know, one thing I probably said in that last podcast we did, uh, but one thing that I've uh, noticed over the years doing the dozen work, we dig ponds like crazy, you know, in our part of the country. And it's amazing how fast the fucking pond still does. It's, a, it's unbelievable how much dirt water carries. And you can you know, imagine the erosion that it took place over the last 60 years of cultivating. I mean, 100 years of cultivating. It's just it's unbelievable how much topsoil we've lost on our ground, I promise you. If you think about plowing and stuff, I mean, that that was the pioneers used to break the prairie out. Jeez. Yeah. And that was a virgin, untapped soil. You know, I heard it today put very well. It's uh, They said, you know, if you think we're bad over here in the western plains or in the northern plains, think about the people on the east coast where they started. They originated. Think of how long that ground's been. That ground's been plowed. That ground's been broke out, you know. Some of those tobacco fields. Oh, yeah, where the settlers landed, that's the first thing they did to put a crop in the ground. that kind of hit me pretty hard and he said if you want to make small changes change the way you do things if you want to make big changes change the way you see things it's all about perspective honestly yeah it's hard to get guys that have done it a certain way 
the ever-changing or old ways, get out of their old habits. Dude, like my dad taught me, you know, he don't really like the no-till deal at all, you know. That makes it hard for me to want to go do it while he's staying in the cold so long. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, Which, see, hopefully this no-till planes conference that we were talking about the other day, yeah, it costs some money, but what are you gaining? Oh, I'm going to. Michael, you know, that Michael Thompson, his dad, oh, yeah, I'll go do it. I love going to do it. And that guy that I'm working under, not working under, but he's kind of above me, you know, teaching me uh, all the way to do things. And, yeah, just putting knowledge in my head. He said, hell, yeah, I'll go with you. I love learning. Um, but that Michael Thompson, you know, he, he said the other day, you know, thank God my dad was had an open mind because my dad was completely conventional for his entire life. Yeah. And I convinced him one year to let me do 500 acres, or I told him I wanted to. And he said, you know, take that 500 acres over there and go do it. And he said, and that was, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. He said, every ounce of ground they own now, which is six, seven, eight thousand acres probably, uh, is in this rotation, this type of rotation, you know, with the cover crops and the, and the such. It's interesting. I want to, I'm excited to see how it turns out. And uh, luckily for me, I got both, uh, both two of my landlords. They're both leaning towards the no-till. They want me to go no-till. So that helped a lot with my decision because, you know. Keep them happy. Yeah, keep them happy. So I don't want them to give up on me and go to someone else's no-till. Right. You know? Well, see, that's the big thing is there's, there's no-till and there's no-till with cover crops. Right. And doing the no-till with cover crops, you know, they're they're going about going giving uh, you know examples, doing soil tests, and they did them on four four farms, and uh, they did a a uh, what's it called a tilled farm, you know, extreme till farm. They did a no-till farm with synthetic fertilizers. They did a minimum till with no synthetic fertilizers, and then they did this guy. He was a no-till with cover crop, and the no-till with cover crop blew all the other guys out of the water by he had 10 times the amount of N, he had 10 times the amount of P, he had 10 times the amount of K. It was all natural fertilizers. It was all natural, and he says, why in the heck buy something synthetic whenever I can get it from the air? Because there's 32,000 tons of atmospheric nitrogen sitting on top of every acre. He said, whenever we, whenever we do these mixes like we do, and we put annuals with put annuals with legumes with this with that and grasses and all that good stuff, they do the natural transfer, and all of a sudden you got enough P, you got enough K, you got enough N, and enough pH, you know, all that good stuff. So what I plan on doing is uh, I'm gonna take full tests on all the farms I start doing on and measure out my you know my micro nutrients and all that stuff. I'm going to try, you know, put the cover in and do it religiously for the, the full length of this program, three or five years. And I'm going to measure that stuff and keep soil testing every year. And if I gain even 1% of, what is it that you said if you gain 1%? You gain 1% organic matter. For every 1% of organic matter you you gain, you gain, gain twenty to 27,000 the ability to store twenty to twenty-seven thousand gallons of water per acre. Yeah. So, I mean, although I see that you gain even that one percent over a course of three years, it's worth it. That's a lot of water. You well, that's like the entire U.S. You know, back heck, they say hundred years ago or sixty, 
70 years ago, uh, organic matter of the entire U.S. was projected to be 7 to 8%. And that was 1.52. And, uh, <coughs> ow. That was a good one. I'm fine, whatever. <laughs> oh man, that one burned a little bit. I'm going to have to check my drawers at the next stop. Yeah, uh, we're about what, 20 miles from Amarillo. I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. Four, yeah, 14 miles maybe. Oh no, we're in the double digits though. But uh, you know that's the thing is, if you go to that way though, you need to go to the more profitable, regenerative way of farming and try to cut out your synthetic fertilizer. You know, synthetic fertilizers is exactly what we're getting from the air, and they only make up for a total of 7% of what the plant is made of. 7 to 8% of the plant is made of. Not only that, maybe to keep all the lip charts and bitches about it running off the water and bullshit. Well, there's another thing about that. Not the water, but what I didn't know until just the other day was synthetic fertilizer causes your ground to compact, and it causes your micro-fungi microbial there we go microbial fungi to go away i mean it's harmful to them I didn't know that. yeah it's harmful to them and it makes them it makes them die off i mean i i don't blame them i guess but uh <clears throat> you know synthetic fertilizer is a band-aid why just continue masking the problem whenever we need to just nut up shut up and meet it head on and fix the problem and it's putting it in a pretty blunt way but it makes sense it really does make sense. It's making more and more sense to me. I've been totally against this no-till mill for the last 10 years. I'm, the more I look into it, the more sense it makes. It's converting me completely. Like I said, I'm extremely proud of you for even considering it, you know, for going in and signing up for a couple hundred or a few hundred acres. I'll try. I'll have an open mind on stuff like that, too. I'll, I'll try anything. Well, heck, at this point in time, Anything be more profitable. No shit. <laughs> we're gonna have to get a trade war going or a trade agreement going. I don't know what we're gonna do. We don't get that done quick. But uh, I'm getting that topic on another podcast. Governor, what's your uh you of course the name being the governor, you gotta have some kind of political background. What's your say on that? Uh who knows? Mega Mega <laughs>
last night off me mentioning him in my story on Snapchat. Yeah. And Tanner pulls into work this morning. Really freaking late, like he always does. Well, he's usually there at a good time, you know, but we've been working more goddamn hours than the union, and he just hasn't been getting to work early, which is fine, you know. I'm, I like to be a really lenient boss, and I like to get shit done. And I like to be, I like for my employees to come somewhere, want to come to work, and he really wants to come to work. But today he pulls in with my truck. Because the guy's got four DUIs, he can't drive. And yesterday we've been working for 19 hours, and he wants a beer, but he's got a blower in his truck, so he can't go home unless he takes one of my trucks. So I said, okay. He got to blow off his truck to get it started. <laughs> so yeah, I said, take that black truck, take the pipe trailer, whatever, go unhook at the Yankee place, throw the pipe off. You can take the trailer. You can take the truck home. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, whatever. So he pulls in this morning really late with the pipe still on the trailer. I said, John, hook the trailer. He said, nope, I drug it all the way home. But don't worry, I put fuel back in your truck, which he lives 35 miles away. <laughs> so he pulls back in. He goes, I don't know who this goddamn text guy is, but that some bitch can have a conversation with the bookshelf, not including himself. I watched the story last night. It took me 32 minutes to get through <laughs> He said, really, by the time I was over with it, I was really kind of surprised that he wasn't trying to talk to me. Uh, <laughs> I said, dude, that's just text. You just got to take him. He likes to talk. He likes to be funny. And text is hilarious. But, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he's the reason I got to leave the group chat half the damn time. <laughs> like, hey, guys, don't don't think of me as the middle child and actually add me back this time. By God, 19 hours later, I'm texting somebody, add me back. Man, we really need to get a re-ad, message re-ad center or whatever set up. <laughs> I know, but there's some people on that thing that <laughs> I don't know if they need to be back in the group. We're not kidding you. This thing literally, made, for me, I had to bust part of the back of my phone out so the back of my or so my phone wouldn't catch on fire. That's how hot it would get trying to catch up with this damn group chat. It's crazy. I love this fucking group, though. That's what happened. Put a bunch of window licking crayon eating farmers on the group. <laughs> <laughs> I was a glue sucking. Hey, do you know where to go? No. Do you have it on your phone? Oh, I got it on the phone, yeah. yeah. You know, I fucking love it. Like, Texas is the best part of the day. It's just talking all this group. Well, hell, when your mom pulled the gun on you twice a day. <laughs> That'd be my best part, too. There's a the big Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Amarillo, Texas. You better get a steak there. 72 ounces. Oh. Show at. You think you can do the 72 challenge on the way home? Hell no. <laughs> You're paying for it. That thing, I, bet, I wonder how much one of them things cost. I think it's around $100. Good lordy. I saw a girl one time, like I saw a deal, an article, a girl did it. And I was like, holy cow, she can eat. That's pretty impressive. Hell me, I eat a six ounce and I'm full. That ain't the fucking steak that all the other shit you gotta eat with it. I bet salad is rolled. If you brought one of those communistic North Korean guys, I bet they'd lay one down, wouldn't you? Hey, yeah. That's another deal. What's the little rocket man down in Kim Jong-un? Rocket man. Oh, man. I don't know. Four foot nothing with 20 eyes. That would be a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
trying to make America. What's all this, socialism? It's never worked. Why in the hell are you going to bring it here? I don't know what the fucking Democrats are thinking. And that little cocktail waitress, what's her name? Cortez? Cortez. Oh, she I thought know. she was about as worse as you could get until all this raghead started getting elected. That Elon Omaha. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, we're in the proud state of the Beto. Take all your AR 15s and AK 40s, that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to take off. No meme. shit. I've seen a meme the other day showing that Beto or Beto or whatever the hell he is. Anyway, he says, Hell yeah, I'm going to take your gun. What he said in the face. And yeah, I know, but on the bottom, there's a picture of uh, Ron White. (laughs) Good luck, Scooter. (laughs) My favorite one was, uh, hell, I think I shared that one. But uh, my favorite one said said that, of course, a home home burglar wants to uh, ban your guns. And it was a shot of Beto, or whatever his name is. Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, whatever. And back whenever, I guess, he got a mugshot or whatever, and then... Oh, and he was naked, and... Was I don't know, and then nowadays, and like, hell yeah, if you're a criminal, you want to ban the freaking guns? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> there ain't one fucking person on the left side right now worth a fiddler's fuck. No. And that's another thing, you know, I want to make pretty dang clear. Yeah, I'm a Republican, I'm conservative, conservative but if there were a Democrat that came around and was a good, a good candidate... Oh, I'll vote both parties. And whoever's good for whoever's the best. And right now, I feel like the one that is in office is best. You know, he's finally running this country like it needs to be. But he's done a damn good job. I'll tell you, I have to add on to that White House because I don't know how he lives in that thing. Such a big ball of big guns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the meme whenever he's walking across the Korean border with his nuts in the with his nuts in the uh, wheelbarrow? The wheelbarrow. <laughs> Donald Trump going to talk to Kim Jong Un. Uh, I'm telling you, he's a hell of a guy. I gotta get with him. Hey, a lot of farmers pissed off at him over the trade war. I get that. But you've got to keep an open mind and realize he's, he's doing it to help us. Yeah. Because there's no way that we can let China keep fucking us over the way they have. And what were you saying? Yesterday, our plan about the uh, ASF and all the beef working with China. So that touch on that a little. Yeah, that ASF. Hey, Canyon Lubbock, Texas, head south. Um, that ASF, that African swine fever, you know, that's a pretty big deal right now going on in China. And I was actually talking to my brother-in-law earlier, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've known about this for years." Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, it just came up. So, like, not just came up, but it's been going for a while. It's not a good deal. At all. The pork industry will be shot because of it. Um, You know, so right now they're projecting China to lose over 80% of their hogs, and China raises about 60 to 65% of the world's population in swine. You know, if that if that statistic is off, I do apologize, but nobody is even close to behind them, and we're the next largest in the U.S. So China, China is looking to the U.S. for help, you know, because they don't export pork. They feed their people with it. And there is four or five times the amount of people in Tokyo than there is in in uh, the United States, you know. So think about feeding all them mouths. And whenever you feed them mouths, you got to have a lot of product. And, you know, China and, and the Korea, they they kind of work hand in hand, you know. they if, if Down south, they run short. You know, China said, here you go, you know. 
they do a little bit of trade and whatnot. Well, Korea, Korea, they have, or South Korea has just announced, confirmed that they have ASF as well. And it's getting ready to kill off their pigs, or it already is killing off their pigs. Not good. But what what the deal's getting at is China and U.S. are working this deal. It's getting to be a pretty good deal on the pork side of de- pork side of things, where we're going to be exporting a lot of pork to uh, over into the eastern hemisphere because <clears throat> so many people over there. That's what do they eat? But the U.S. we got to feed our own mouths, of course. But at the same time, we don't even have close to the amount of hogs it takes to touch that number. Like, not even close. You can put our hogs together, our beef together, and our chickens together, and we don't have even close to the amount of, of product that is needed to touch that. So, what's being let on here, and I'm really sticking behind it, and I'm going to stick behind it because I think it's going to be good, and it's really what I feel is like is actually happening. China and the U.S., they've worked a deal out on pigs. A tariff has been, you know, a deal's been made, a tariff's been lifted, and we're exporting more pork over there. Okay, great. That happened a few days ago. Just like a few days ago, they're... they're but it ain't on the news because Trump did something good. Right, it ain't, ain't, it ain't going to be on the news. But uh, a few days ago, you know, China had lost up to 45% or 45% of their pig population. And if it keeps going at the rate that it is, hell, this ASF started in February. Well, they and, lost 50% when we talked last time in the last podcast. Because I looked it up. They yeah. lost 50% of their sows. Right, okay, so, so 50% of their sows. And then, of course... Their, their offspring, whatever. So, But whatever it might be, uh, they're projected to be so much. So they're, China cannot get all their protein from pork anymore. China is a shithole, you know that? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> Let's just lay that on the line. <laughs> Every country, God, if you guys are farming and you're listening to this, and uh, you're so happy to be a Chinese farmer or a North Korean farmer. Fuck <laughs> you.
bio, you know, biosecurity at all. Whereas the U.S. is extremely high on it. I mean, dang like, I got... Every hog farm is biosecurity. Oh, dang near, yeah. I mean, except for the few independent guys, but even any more, them guys have so little of margin, they have to be. And that's the thing is, you know, I got 2,700 hogs myself, and you got to shower in, you got to shower out. And if you've been around any other pig, you damn near got to wait two days before you can go in that barn. Yeah. I mean, it's just the rules and the regulations that have to be put on by these company owners just to make sure their product doesn't doesn't go south. I mean, because they got to wash their tail. They're unprotected. Those hogs are unprotected. Well, heck. They're not meant for disease and stuff. Feral hogs, no. Or no, feral hogs I mean, can take anything. Yeah, but but domestic not, hogs, no. They got such a, I think that guy in front of us has been drinking. Uh, lucky ass. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, these domestic <laughs> there's uh there's so many of these domestic hogs anymore they have no immune system i mean they just don't uh god this guy's fucked up look at that <laughs> he's swerving all over this goddamn road but we can't give him a thumbs up because like tech said last we do not encourage drinking and driving <laughs> just unless you're in a crop field or for me a hay field what's your ass on this what the fuck hey yeah uh, Ha, ha, ha. 
tell you what, though, the Stacy Cooks do look damn good. Yeah, they do. But, uh, you know, to get beef into China, they got to be certified in HTC, which is non-hormone treated cattle. And it's so easy because all you got to do is buy, call a packer and say, hey, I've got cattle that need to be put into this program. You know, they qualify for it. I need to buy a tag. It costs five bucks a tag, tag these cattle with, to put them into this program. And, of course, they can test these cattle, and and they have documents on these cattle to know what the hell has been done to them. Well, <clears throat> it costs five bucks a tag, which might steer a few people away, but they're getting a premium of two or three hundred dollars by the time they sell these carcasses on the rail. And it's just unbelievable uh, the amount of money that can be made off of it. But China's not afraid to pay the pot pay the price, but it's going to be exactly what they want and nothing else. Well, that's another reason we need to bring back the country of labels, the origin label, don't we? I mean, oh, yeah, we need to bring back cool something back, awful. Uh, I have going in. Obama fucked that up for us in 2013, and I don't know why, but that has really hurt us because all that's done. Because he didn't care about agriculture. All that has done is got the packers to where they everything now. I mean, they... Well, that's the thing, is if we... And see, Twitter's coming up with a deal. There's a Twitter launch going on the 23rd through the 30th. It's going to be a week straight of hashtag fair cattle market, tweeting it at the real Donald Trump. We got to get the guy's attention. I mean, think about what Teddy Roosevelt did in 1905. TDR, that son of a bitch, he went in, he broke up the Packer Monopoly that was put on by six big packers, which were none of the same of today. You know, there were six big packers that had this monopoly going, and they had a collusion. I mean, these guys were talking. They were setting up the stage. They were doing right to just steal. They were being thieves, and you know. Oh, yeah, but we need Trump to come in, because he's really the only thing that can, only guy that can and break up what is going on with these packers, because these packers are running so many family farms that have been in families for a hundred years. They're running them out of business. They cannot stay in business because they cannot afford to. Because the only guy making money is the packer who's now making. Yeah. They they. Well, no, it was six hundred. It got up to six hundred. Now, you know, it's dropped down. They're they're mes- they're making a measly five hundred and fifteen bucks a head. And Tex asked me the other day, you know. What is it, 240 carcasses, 240,000 animals killed a day? Which I think USDA reports since the fire in Holcomb, Texas with Tyson. Holcomb, yeah, not well, we Texas, touched, we Kansas. A little bit on all that since the fire, it's, you know, it's went up a little bit, uh, but it's mainly gone down. Or it's gone down the last three weeks because this negotiated trade just got so far out of hand that these people that are growing these cattle, <clears throat> people that are growing these cattle, they can't afford it. I mean, they're losing money on every animal, but the packer is making so much money. It's all about a corporation. Right. And But over the last three weeks, like, the average slaughter has been, like, 88,000, 89,000 head. So it's not been that much. I mean, and it shouldn't be that much. And it's not that much because packers don't want it to be that much. It's that much because finally the people in the cattle industry are kind of coming together a little bit and they're banding and they're making they're making these deals where, hell, we're not going to sell our cattle. You know, if you won't pay for them, then we ain't going to sell them. 
yo, you don't make money if you don't have cattle, so fuck you. So, well, if there's any way to get Donald Trump's attention is through that goddamn Twitter. You know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes to tweet. That ain't no, I respect the guy because he actually, he I says like what's it. on his mind. Oh, I can see. Man, what? black and white. That's the only way to be. No like gray area. Trump because he's He'll put videos on Facebook on his page and uh, give like weekly. Oh, he used to do weekly report, but now I don't know. I ain't seen one in a while. Oh, hell, the guy does so much. I don't know how the hell he has time, but he does. I know, but he wants to know what's going on because he knows damn good well some fake news media ain't going to fucking show. So. Right. I like that he does it. He goes out of his way to tell us what the hell he's done. Communicate with the American people. You know, that's the scary thing. I heard uh, the only reason, I heard it was actually on a fairly reliable news station, unlike CNN, that they said, is that a cop in the house? Yeah, it's a cop in the house. Poor people. Um, But they said, you know, it's kind of scary because the American agriculture, the American farmer is kind of falling out from behind Donald Trump, but they still claim that they'll vote for him because there's nobody on the left that they feel like they can... Like, they feel like they can take care of it because they're all lunatics. Yeah, but if, you, if he gets the trade deal done, he'll be their fucking heroes again the next Oh, time. yeah. It's just a bunch of, it's just people getting scared. Yeah, it's hard. It's real fucking hard. It's, it's hard, hard living through it, yeah. It's the dog world. It's, yeah, dog eat dog world. Something's got to be fucking done. Yeah, right, now, we, we, right now, we're upset. Sure, we're upset. I ain't, I finally saw a little plot this week from last year because China wouldn't fucking buy it. But I ain't mad at Donald Trump. I mean, yeah, it hurts, but when we get a trade deal done, it's shit's going to be good again. And it's going to be because of him. It ain't going to be because of fucking anybody else. I hope whenever we get a trade deal done, that your guys' cotton can start making something. Because what you guys are, what you guys' input costs are, and your machinery, maintenance, and all that good stuff, man, that don't pencil out to make a damn dime. No, it's not to pencil out. I can pencil it out for you and tell you exactly what I got in it all. And what I'm going to get out of it. Yeah, that's what I love about the cows. With my way of operating, I can keep my input costs really low. And the only way to make a margin bigger anymore is by keeping your input costs low. Yeah. I mean, that's the only damn way to make any kind of money. And you got to cut your inputs. You can't cut your leverage or can't cut your uh, equity to decrease your leverage or increase your leverage because you still got to have that factory to make your payments.
swamp people up here. You can afford that. Six, seven freaking digits. I saw a deal the other day. That That's all she is. Take that great new dish. How, how does the cocktail waitress get a position like she does? How does the goddamn raghead get elected to Congress in fucking Minnesota? I tell you it's what. It's America, and America's what, fucked up. No, you know what happened there, right? Uh-oh. Obama took in all those Somalian refugees and. They he was just looking out for his own country. Yeah, but he put a sanctuary city in Minnesota for them to go to. They all went up there. And over, overran the population up there in that district and elected that bitch. They all voted for it. That's how she got in. It's all because of that sanctuary city, and I've been getting sanctuary city too. <clears throat> well, Jesus Christ, you come over here and you pick up our stuff. You know, you pick up our apples. You don't bring yours, you know. Uh, I agree. Especially when you come from a shithole country. Yeah. You don't come over here and try to make our shit. They, they, they hate us. They absolutely hate us. They love it. Yeah, because it's the land of milk and honey. They get everything for free. Yeah. Can I claim bankruptcy and start out with a blank, blank sheet of paper? You can, you can start out with nothing and go somewhere in my fear. You can't. You start out with nothing more crazy. You're going to die with nothing. I can tell you that. Dude, you're looking tired. You know what I can't wait to do? Drink beer. <laughs> We're going to drink till freaking sun up. I guess we'll get off here. Hell, we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. We I'm trying to keep it a little less professional. we got some good topics. So I, you know, I like, uh, we ain't gonna... Dude, I like good conversation. I like joking around and having fun with it. But I honestly like good conversation. I gotta say, we got to apologize, too, because we got a little rowdy, loud and rowdy. Oh, hell, we nothing compared to theirs. Oh, man, I can't wait to do one with Ben. That's going to be so fun. That one, that one I will probably get pretty unprofessional on because I'm going to be drinking beer, which I love. Drink that shit like freaking Kool-Aid. Man, you know the best part about it is if I drink it like Kool-Aid? I'm going to be running through walls like the Kool-Aid, man. At least try it, dude. Run through fucking waste wall. <laughs> like I did in that, that entrance earlier. Wade's house will be trashed. Well, here's the national anthem. God bless and have a good day, folks. Trump 2020, come on.